here we are. Welcome. Patrick just downloaded a TikTok soundboard. Don't ever do that. It's the worst <laughs> thing you could do. It's the dumbest <laughs> thing. Uh, we're back. We're and back. We're talking about how how are we doing, everybody? How are we feeling? <laughs> what are we feeling? We like to cultivate a bit of a a, a parasocial relationship with our fans. We really like to to like make them pretend that we care about them to to then really Boost exploit yeah exploit them. Obviously, that's what we're. Our many millions of fans around the world. Uh, <laughs> Seth has found In his, a world. his sound effect tap again, too. <laughs> uh, we are talking about one of the worst people. One of the worst people imaginable that one I can of, think of. One of, one of a couple, but definitely um, one of the worst, yeah. And yeah, and, and hopefully it'll be an interesting episode. We'll have a little bit of real fake news, some real news, some fake news to get to. Who knows? Maybe it's all real. Maybe, maybe it's, it's all fake. Real. Maybe it's You'll all fake. Know. Maybe you stack the deck. Yeah. And then we'll talk about um, he who shall not be named in our main segment. And Voldemort. It should be fun. Thanks for coming back. Yep. Actually, Voldemort, there's, there's some parallels to draw. <laughs> yeah, we'll I was going to say. We'll actually, get into yeah. that. <laughs> All right, here we are back uh, with everyone's favorite news segment. This is real f- fake news. Real fake news. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you know we're not we're not any of those heavy hitters. We're not CNN. We're not Fox News. We're not uh, Breitbart. <laughs> we're not. We're not Breitbart. <laughs> Definitely um, not. Uh, Prager U. Uh, we're not Prager U. Those aren't goodness. even news. No, okay. <laughs> we're just shouting out different websites. Reuters. Um, but we've got we've got a couple different news stories here, and if this is your first time hearing it, um, this is a fun little segment. We're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna challenge Seth. I'm gonna see uh, what his you know media literacy looks like these days. How how good he is at in a world testing his online uh, o- online brain smarts here. So so I have three news stories here. I have three news stories. That I have uh, I have scooped out from the bowels, from the underbelly <laughs> of of the internet. Um, and now, normally in the past, I've I've gone ahead and just told you how many are real, how many are fake, and let you just figure it out. Mm. I'm not gonna. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna try it out this time. This is the hard mode. Uh, we're gonna hard see. Mode. Uh, there are three. I will tell you there is at least one that is fake, okay. and at least one that is real. Okay. But I'm not going to tell you how, how many, right? Okay. The third one's a mystery. Got it. You have Bring any it. questions? You're no, ready to I'm go? Ready, ready to I'm jump ready. in? All right. So this first one, uh, the title is uh, Japan Firm Opens Whale Meat Vending Machines to Push Sales. So this is an article from Yokohama, Japan. Okay. Uh, there's a Japanese whaling operator that has been struggling to promote its products amid protests from conservationists. It's found a new way to cultivate clientele and booster sales. Uh, whale meat vending machines. It's called the Kujira store. That Kujira is, I think, Japanese for whale. Okay. Um, it's an outlet that opened on the port town of Yokohama near Tokyo. It has three machines for whale sashimi, uh, whale bacon, whale skin, and whale steak, as well as what? canned whale meat. Oh now, you may be gosh. asking, how much am I going to have to cough up to eat some whale here? Yeah, I want that whale bacon, bro. Well, never fear. The prices range from... A uh, uh, thousand yen, which is about seven and a half dollars, okay. to three thousand, which is about twenty dollars, twenty three dollars. Okay. Affordable. Yeah, yeah. Barely. So, so that's the first one. Uh, the okay. vending machines I, are. Wait, can I just say decorated with cartoon whales? That's an important. I am a detail. veteran member of the Animal Planet show. Um, whale, what's it called? Whale Watchers. No, Whale oh, Warriors. Right. I I've never heard of that before. The Sea Shepherd. <laughs> it was a Greenpeace operation. Oh, yeah, I know. And I know they the would throw Shepherd, yeah. rancid butters, ra- throw rancid butter at the whales that the Japanese oh. whalers had killed to spoil the whale meat so they couldn't oh, use it. Oh, wow. Which, doesn't that just create more demand for whale if they're winning the product? You know, who knows? But Whale Warriors, seriously, and it had the, the best theme song is this like, a rock song that was super grungy in '90s, and it's I remember cool. watching that show all the time. So that brought back a lot. Yeah, of there you go. Show. Yep. So the so whale and that's warriors. A, I know that's a real thing. There's a lot of like really shady whaling going they, on. They need to pick up the pace because now there might be some uh, whale vending machines in Yokohama, all right. Japan. All right. Got all right. It. Next one. So we're gonna jump into the next one here. This is um, this one comes from our our own country here in Washington D.C. It's the title is Dropbox has been placed outside of the National Archives to allow ex-presidents to anonymously return classified documents. Now, I think this is connected to a lot of what's been 
uh, going on recently. But in an effort to encourage those who were in possession of sensitive items to bring them back as soon as possible, White House officials announced on Friday that a new Dropbox outside the National Archives would allow former presidents to anonymously return classified documents. Now, this is a quote from Deborah Steeter-Wall, who's the acting archivist of the U.S. Didn't know we had one of those. She says that any past commander-in-chief who may have mistakenly taken home any files with classified markings may use this Dropbox to return them without judgment or repercussions. Now, this Dropbox is available 24-7, and they're going to check it every day at noon. And they have said that uh, former vice presidents are allowed to drop those off as well. So, Mike Pence, I guess. That, if you, that one's if, for you. If you've got any more. Dick Cheney. I guess Dick Cheney's still out there. You know yeah. you know he's holding on to a couple. He's got Or Joe Biden has both a current president. Or Joe Biden. Well, they've president. already found, <laughs> I think, a number from him. Maybe so. he has more. You uh-huh. know. <laughs> yeah. So so there you go. There's the there's Okay, the that's number one. two. I have that's my, number okay. two. All right. So, this is, this is the third one here. Um uh, six doctors, uh, this is coming from the, the uh, U.S. Journal of Pediatrics and Child's Health. It's titled, Everything is Awesome, Don't Forget the Lego. Six doctors have swallowed Lego heads for science. Here's what came out. What? What? <laughs> uh, children with uh, frequently ingest coins, generally with minimal reported side effects. Um, fun fact, when I was two years old, I went to the hospital after swallowing a penny. I thought it was multiple pennies, but... It was just a penny? I will never forget seeing an x-ray. I remember I was penny? three years old. I saw Abraham Lincoln in my gastrointestinal system. And we also... System. You can ask Seth about this later, but he, you also did famously force-feed your godson uh, a, a quarter as well, um, so that That's that conjecture, allegedly, but <laughs> yes, there is a story there. Uh, so, so children frequently ingest coins with minimal reported side effects. However, the ingestion of other items has been subject to less academic study. In this study, we aim to uh, determine typical transit times for another commonly swallowed object, a Lego figurine head. So they had six uh, pediatric healthcare professionals they recruited to swallow a Lego head, uh, and, and they made sure no one had ever... Uh, uh, in, ingested uh, uh, something before that, to their ma- uh, knowledge. They had never had any gastrointestinal surgery just to make sure it was all clean. Um, and they had to be willing, uh, here's the nasty part, sorry, uh, to search through their own fecal matter afterwards to Bruh. find the, the Lego. So, so they had a score. They, they, they used pre-ingestion bowel habits. They, they had a I'm standardized using, this score. This is an L. <laughs> this whole story is so the L score for was these it's it's called the stool hardness and transit score the uh, SHAT score um uh, so what? they ingested the lego head and then they <laughs> they measured the amount of time for the object to be found uh in their stool and that primary outcome was the found and retrieved time or fart score no um, way. So, so here, do you want to know the results? Here's some interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, the average fart score was about 1.7 days uh, to from ingestion to finding the Lego. Plastic. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's also some evidence that maybe uh, women may be more accomplished at searching through their own stools than men, uh, but they did not statistically validate this. So. Okay. My biggest question is, you said they were swallowing the heads of minifigures. Yeah. Yeah. So like they also they, said it's they're generally pretty safe for for kids as long as they're not like infant infant kids to swallow there there were no health side effects. But like what faces were they using? Was it like a clone oh, trooper that, from two thousand five? Is it is it the yellow ones or is it Harry Potter? Because they have all the like skin tones now with the yeah. new minifigures or or the was old it like the ones. beige? That's a good question. You know the the article did not bring that up. So there you go. Well, that's what I need to know. You so. got to know that. Okay. Um, so all I got right, the three. Right. I yep. got the three. Yeah, and I have my three. guesses. I'm those ready. are the three. So you've got the whale vending machines. Yep. You've got the classified documents drop box. You have uh, the swallowing Lego heads. Yep. So those are the three. Yep. You want to... So for those of you playing at home, go ahead, lock in your guesses. I'm going to share mine, and maybe I'll make a fool of myself. Maybe I'll be right on. So here's what I'm going to say. Whale vending machine is bogus because... That just sounds like way, that sounds like video game logic. Like that's not that can't be real. Maybe it is, but Ooh. I'm gonna say that's bogus. Um, the classified documents Dropbox. That to me that reads as clear satire. Like there's no way they would do that. Someone could break into that box, especially if they made a news story out of it. Mm. That's good satire. It's funny. It's in the news. Makes sense. So that's fake. So we but you're saying fakes. it's like respectable fake. It's but like, like well done. Like yeah. yeah, hats off to you. High class. And fake. I'm gonna say. <laughs> So the S-H-A-T and F-A-R-T things really <laughs> threw me off, but I'm, I'm sticking with my initial yeah. inclination, which is I think the Lego thing is real. You I'm think the Lego real. swallowing is real? I think real. there's okay. some doctors the that are actually doing that. So yeah. that's my answer. It's two fake, one real. All right, Give well, it to me. 
Uh, this is the first non-perfect score that we've had. No! Unfortunately. I hate to break it to you, but no, uh, uh, you're right. That's for me losing. That's for you losing. The Lego, the Lego scientific study was real. Hmm. Um, hopefully this, this now opens the door to them swallowing more things in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that's a whole, just... A whole minifigure. Like, that's, let's, that's such a like stupid, but also, I guess, pretty useful So the whale vending know, machine right? was real then, right? Uh, but yeah, the whale vending machine okay. is real. Okay. Yeah, okay. this is a story from AP News. Uh, it actually was, it was published yesterday. Um, so... So Holy there you go, and crap. and they do they have a whole paragraph that I didn't read to you talking about like the controversies of whaling within within Japanese fishing yeah. culture, and that's why I thought it was satire because yeah, yeah. that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. But also, I it makes yeah I had the thought because mm-hmm. not everyone watched Whale Wars when that's they were true. like that's nine true. years old on Animal Planet, so it's not it a collective a memory. Social justice warrior. So it from wouldn't that. be funny. <laughs> It wouldn't be funny satire no, if no. people didn't get it. So. Uh, but you're right. The Dropbox one, that that's our good old friend, The Onion. So. Yeah, yeah there you go. There you go. And wow. that was real fake news, everybody. Well Thank you. Uh, let us know your scores online, and we probably won't see it, but do that anyway. Yes, it yeah. is. It's fine. It's good. Thanks. Content warning and trigger warning. Um, This episode does involve... um, I I will be recounting people's personal uh, experiences with sexual assault and sex trafficking. Yep. Um, I really am not going to try to get into unnecessary details, but more... That that is a topic that's going to be talked about. Um, And so just, you know, if you need to pause it, if you need to skip this episode, go on to the next one. yeah, no problem there. Please take care of yourself. This story Just won't have... There. I mean, this this episode won't be uh, impacting the, the Not at the Dinner Table expanded universe at all. Um, yeah. So if you, if you know, this will just be a one-off. So if you need to skip ahead to the next Just go episode, back and listen to our, one of our episodes on Kanye. Yeah. If you need some good male manipulator energy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. So... We've done so many of these. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. We are talking about it today. That man is Andrew Tate. Andrew I hate... Tate. I really hate saying his name. And yeah. Much like our more recent Kanye episode, I debated even doing an episode on this. Yeah. Um, because the last thing I want to do is give this guy more of a platform. But now that he's been arrested and will likely be spending a long time in prison, mm-hmm. uh, I think the, the, the era of him directly being able to put a lot of things out into the universe is coming to a close. And I also was recently made aware of some alarming numbers of how deep of an influence he has on a large chunk of the population globally and especially yeah. in the United States. So I thought it'd be good for those of you who have maybe heard, I mean, at this point, this guy's name is a household name. Mm-hmm. Like if you have, if you know a, someone in high school, even people in college, even, I mean, people of all ages, but especially young people, 13 to 16, especially young men, men 13 men to 16, yeah. 13 to 18 years Boys, old. Yeah. And even younger than that, idolized this man and he was recently voted the most um, influential influencer by uh, a, a private um, media company that mm-hmm. polled uh, 13 to 6 year old uh, people, mostly men. And so this guy is a household name, and a lot of people love and look up to him. And I just, I, w- I heard the numbers recently, and I was shocked. I had no idea. I mean, I knew that this was like, there was this toxic kind of cult of personality around this guy but I mm-hmm. did not realize this guy is literally um, in the last year has been more popular than Donald Trump yep like literally yeah. had, has had more Google more clicks more um, he has view his, his TikTok account had views in the 10 billions that, 10 billion yeah views. that doesn't surprise me like he's so mm. that's where I, I didn't realize how deep and how far this goes. And mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this, you likely know someone who is caught in this spider web. Yeah. And we, I just want to do an episode. I've spent way too much of my life <laughs> understanding <laughs> and researching what is going on here. And so I thought I would share a little bit of the timeline, get some of the facts clear and straight. Yep. And just that way, you don't have to go into any of that. You don't have to click on any of that. You don't have to give any of that traffic. And you can go into your life equipped. That's yep. the goal for the episode. Yeah. Talking about Andrew Tate. If you want, after this episode, if you want to know more, um, I'm getting a lot of my information from um, a, lo- a lot of news stories that are broken in the last month. 
Um, but also, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Behind the Bastards, they did a four-part series yep. on Intertate that just came out recently. Yeah. So you more, can go back and More than you that. ever need to know about a guy. More like, than you ever, the whole timeline. And it also, yeah. So it's four parts. I mean, yep. it's at least four hours of content. If you really want to get, like, a, a more clear picture. But I'm going to summarize it for you so you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Yeah. So here we go. Um, you've, well, you've likely heard of this guy, Andrew Tate. Um, he initially came onto the scene... Uh, he, uh, his dad is actually a, um, world-renowned chess player, Emery Tate. Yeah, he's, a um, like, an international master, I think. Yeah, like, which like is really not the same player. as a grandmaster, but, yeah. yeah, the whole thing. So, yeah, a really well-known chess player. Yep. And, um, uh, just had, actually, seems like a pretty good reputation in the chess community of, His, you know, his dad. His right, dad yeah. did, yeah. And his mom is British, I think, right? Yeah, I so think he so. was raised, uh, he's, like, a dual... American, British citizen. Yeah. Right? Grew up in the yeah. United States mm-hmm. and in England. Um, but, um, yeah, and so he, he really kind of became a little bit more of uh, like a C-list celebrity around like 2015. Yep. Where he was, um, he started doing kickboxing and he did a lot of, you know, he did a lot of competing regarding kickboxing. There's a lot of kind of back and forth as far as According to him, he was the second greatest kickboxer in the world. According to, <laughs> like, most people within the kickboxing community, he was definitely not that. Like, no. he's a good kickboxer. He was good. He was he, professional so he, for a I mean, while. yeah, he won a uh, British kickboxing championship. He won two international international kickbox kickboxing association titles, world titles. Um, yeah. One in 2011, one in 2013. So like, uh, like successful. Like he's he's yeah. making a career out of it, doing well. Yeah. Um, he also, um, in addition to doing kickboxing, you know, in between his two world titles in 2012, him and his brother, who is Tristan Tate, um, they started a webcam business where they had. Uh, well, well, we're gonna get into that. Uh, we're gonna get into. Yeah, that. yeah. They they. Uh, they, it was a scam, but they were exploiting women for profit. Um, starting yeah. as way as far back as 2012, before he he kind of became infamous online. Um, yes, yes, yeah. So I, yeah, uh, kickboxing was his initial thing, and then he was actually a contestant on Big Brother UK, the yep, reality 2016. show. Yeah. So um, and that's I think the first time I heard about him, that's how he was described as, oh yeah, he was a guy that was on Big Brother who's this kickboxer. Yeah. And who's now like has a TikTok and is influential on the internet. That's how I first heard about it was through Big Which Brother. Like, was like, what okay, so what, so what are your credentials? Why should I care about you? Right? Yeah, like, so he was kicked <laughs> off of Big Brother mm-hmm. um, and there's two different stories and there's not a clear single answer on it, but um, essentially there was a video of him uh, whipping a woman with a whip Yeah, and... So the story that I think Big Brother has said is that video came out while he was on the show. They didn't want the bad press, so they kicked him off. There is another story from people within the show, like other contestants, that said he was actually threatening some of the women, and he was uh, he was being so verbally aggressive that mm-hmm. the producers were worried it was going to spill over to physical violence, so they removed him. Yeah. So either way, uh, whether it was the video of him <laughs> being violent with somebody yeah. or whether it was him being actually violent with the contestants, he got kicked off the show. <sighs> Yeah, just uncomfortable. That's his sort of entry. That's like his entry point into like actually being an internet presence, right? Sure. So, so he was on this really big, well-known show. Reality got show. Got kicked off have, yeah. in a in a way that's still kind of unclear. Um, yeah, but not great. However, yeah. it happened was not good. So, like, not a household name at this point, but definitely like like people who watch the show may have heard about it. He's he's kind of like yeah, short-term internet famous sort of, right? Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. obviously you have you know that same year, twenty sixteen, Donald Trump gets elected, and there is a um, and just just prefacing this, this is not a like partisan left wing take that I'm trying to give you some kind of. This is a verifiable fact in every sense of the word. Once Donald Trump was elected, far right hatred groups had a huge spike in online traffic, in membership, in participation, yep. in violent actions, in threatened terrorist attacks. All of that skyrocketed when Donald Trump was elected. And, and you, you know that's that's just a fact, okay? I'm not telling. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not gonna. Labor we're not that tying much. Trump to that, but we're. But yeah, that is a direct correlation. What happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, with the rise of Donald Trump, and with the rise of a lot of uh, very far fringe right um, hatred popping off on the internet, which a lot of that is based around, you know, we've talked about groups like the Proud Boys on this show, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and they have a, you know, actually a openly misogynist view of the world, and so. Yep. And so Andrew Tate kind of 
um, he kind of rode that wave and started becoming more popular because you had people like Gavin McInnes and Enrique Tarrio Mm -hmm. with the Proud Boys and people like Alex Jones who have been stoking these flames the whole time. Um, Andrew Tate was originally, one of his first major appearances in right-wing or left-wing media was the InfoWars show with Alex Jones. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he was on there, and Alex Jones actually created a vitamin supplement branded branded for Tate. Uh, for, that so, he sold on the show. <laughs> that's okay. a real thing. I, for for Jones, for Alex Jones to do that, that's like that's like his highest like medal of honor he can give. Because all, all about all, all he is about is selling supplements. supplements, right? His whole thing is just to make money to sell his products so he can make more money. Like, and he said so, that openly. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's you know. He, also, a lot of those supplements have it's contained been a successful lead. business model for him. And I he's, mean, been he's been sued. He's been sued yeah. out of his mind, but he also makes a ton of money. So like, whatever. Yeah. We're we're not talking about him. But that's so like he he named a supplement after it or like yep. it's yep. branded. That's funny. And that that's, comes into <laughs> this is I feel like an important uh, piece of internet nomenclature for people to know. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Tate's nickname that he gave himself is Top G. And I think that implies like top gangster, right? And when he says that, he's described it himself, and you know, I don't really give a crap what he. <laughs> but essentially, what he he's saying is like he is so competitive in every possible aspect of life that in every yeah. aspect of life, you know, whether it's kickboxing, whether it's competitive driving, is like even if it's something I've never done before, <laughs> I am the best at it, and I you do not want to go up against me, and that that's, that's what makes me top G. <laughs> Um, that's kind of his persona. And so yeah. that's you You might hear people say that. There's a bunch of even, um, a lot of young artists in the UK have started putting out hip-hop songs where they called Top G or they mentioned Top G, like, Top G, like Andrew Tate. Like, that's a whole line yeah. on a drill song. It's a good Multiple accent. drill song. Thank you. Thank you. I work on it. <laughs> um, but so that's another thing you'll hear is Top G. That's referencing Andrew Tate. Or yep. Top G, sometimes him and his brother Tristan. Mm-hmm. So um, Andrew Tate goes on the Alex Jones show. He gets a sub- supplement named after him, all of that. And he starts doing, you know, internet streams, and he gets quickly banned off of all major. I mean, he was banned off of YouTube, banned off of TikTok. I think he was banned off of Twitter. And it, you might ask, well, why would he be banned? You know, this guy just talking about how great he is and how many cars he has and all that. Yeah. So this from great the, exorbitant yeah. fancy lifestyle, right? Yeah, yeah, from the beginning, his whole persona has been um, uh, kind of – he comes he he fits in the male like the quote unquote male empowerment category mm-hmm. where he's like telling men you got to be more you got to do more you got to work harder you got to grind harder um but he also does that at every turn at the expense of women so he talks about and that's where the webcam thing you mentioned comes in yeah so from you know from 2012 but e- even more recently he he's talked about his approach to how he interacts with women so you're saying like if um <laughs> so if Jordan Peterson is like the the academic intellect or even pseudo intellectual side of the like male empowerment uh, uh, misogynist movement, Andrew Tate's yeah. kind of like he's on the same train, but he's kind of on the other end of the spectrum where he's like he, he's not he's not trying to like appeal to people's logic or appeal to people's sense of like uh, the right way to live in the world or something. Mm-hmm. But it's it's about like. It's cool. It's it's awesome. You get to look badass. You get to smoke mm-hmm. cigars. You get to have all these awesome cars. You, it's like, yeah, sort of it's, like the gangster, yeah, exactly. mob it's, boss appeal type thing, right? It's yeah. very much an influencer persona. We don't need all these smart people the telling us what to do because it feels cool to do this. And yeah, yeah. yeah it's, he, yeah, and he, also hate women. <laughs> it's influencer as in like. My life, you know, Jordan Peterson, an example, or even Alex Jones is like, I'm going to convince you with these talking points to think this way. Sure. Andrew Tate does that, but it's it's also probably just as much his lifestyle of look at my life, look at the women I get, look at the cars Which is, I have. From my, from, and we'll talk about this later, but like I, what I've seen is like why he's become so quickly influential among like young boys, like young teenagers, mm-hmm. especially, is not necessarily the like misogynistic comments or the controversial things he says. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of tangential. Those come with the appeal that that his lifestyle brings, right? Yeah. You know, these these kids are seeing him flying in private jets everywhere and meeting with all these famous celebrities and doing all this cool stuff. And he's not like he's not a world leader, and mm-hmm. he's not um, he, he's a quote unquote self made man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the appeal is like, oh, I want a cool, fancy, wealthy, 
and uh, pretty easy lifestyle like that. And if mm-hmm. he says these things, then that must be the right way to believe and 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 go about the the world, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. again, it's it's that like I the 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 persona that he puts on that's so appealing, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's so that's the digging down now his like kickboxing for him. He started to do it as a career, but it was not easy for him to make money. There was a lot of times where him no. and his brother were struggling to yeah. make money doing kickboxing because there's only a certain amount of matches and, yeah. you know. Um, it's and also I'm, very physically grueling. Like, you're fighting, right, Yeah, and if you job, get injured, right? so your body a, is literally... It's a hard your, thing to do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so instead of put his body on the line, he decided to do that to other people for mm-hmm. his own benefit. So the way that he actually made his fortune, where now he does smoke, you know, really fancy cigars on all of his live streams, and he has all these different cars that he does in his rap videos and stuff... By the way, he's not a rapper, but he's put out like four rap songs and they are so bad. Like objective, I'm not saying, like, yeah, the content sucks and the messaging (laughs) is pretty rough, but literally just his delivery from a hip hop perspective is so bad. But that's that's besides the point. If you want to look that up for a good laugh, you know, definitely go for it. Um, But the way he made his fortune is uh, starting a... Uh, a cam girl business. And so he's literally, the thing is because he's a personality lifestyle influencer, he literally has put all of his receipts of how he's made all his money out on the internet because he wants to impress people and he wants to kind of put that out there. And so he's literally um, walked through his method of, and it, it, law enforcement in certain areas call this method, the lover boy method. You'll, Mm -hmm. you know, hear this Mm -hmm. mentioned, but essentially it means, um, he will uh, connect with a woman. So whether that's he meets them at a bar or, you know, he finds them on Instagram and he messages them, DMs them. Um, And uh, as we learned later, it didn't matter if that woman was underage or of age, but he would just message a woman and connect with them and, and, you know, ask them out with the pretense of, you know, wanting to be their boyfriend, wanting mm-hmm. to, to be their lover, right? Being personally interested. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I, you seem cool. I want to get to know you better, whatever. Yeah. And taking them out for a nice dinner and impressing them and all that. Mm-hmm. And kind of, um, you know, that, that, was, that, that was his way in the door, so to speak. And yeah. so then he would, um, then once, and this is like him... I'm I'm rephrasing what he has said over the years directly. Hmm. Like this is not analysis of his method. This is literally what he said he's done and what law enforcement and others have verified that he's done. Convincing women that uh he's in love with them so that they fall in love with him and then slowly gaslighting them and convincing them to do whatever he wants them to do and kind of playing games with them emotionally, yeah. having them move in with him and um and then once he gets to, once he feels like he's at a point where he can mani- manipulate them to do basically anything, he then convinces them to get on a webcam and to see clients and um, you know do sexually sexual explicit. sexually explicit activity yeah. on those cams, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that the profit that comes from that exchange that uh, Andrew as the literal pimp in that situation <laughs> is taking the majority of the profit and giving the woman just a, a very small bit. And so he did that over and over and over again. And he bragged about, you know, I, I have 15 women in my house all running their own cam business, and I'm catching most of the profit from it because I gave them the supplies, I gave them the materials, and I convinced them. And, and he, he brags about that like it's, you know, so, a, a, a feather in his cap, so to speak. Like, yeah. look at how impressive. And that's what when he talks about himself being top G, he's saying... I am so dominant in all these areas that women are just flocking to me. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and and then that's when he goes into his talking points of saying things like, you know, a woman's role, tr- I mean, he said, a woman's role is in the kitchen. A woman should be subservient to you. It doesn't matter what women think about anything if they're not willing to do whatever you say. <laughs> um, and <laughs> Oh, man. Der- and, you know, I've heard people argue against it and say, yeah, but he's also said that women are more worth more than gold and women are really valuable. And it's like... Valuable to him because they make him money, right? If, like, Hitler, if <laughs> Hitler was quoted one time as saying, hey, I think Jews are actually okay, does that change anything? No. Absolutely not. So don't give me any counterpoints of what Andrew Tate also said. <laughs> he's made it clear what he says, what he thinks about women, about other people in general. Yeah, well, I, th- I think the first time I heard of him, like, he had a quote maybe in, like... 
2017, 2018, where he, he was kind of arguing that like women who were sexually assaulted bore some of the responsibility for that yep, he absolutely because of, that. Yep. you know, it's all those points of, well, well, how are they dressed? How are they interacting with the person who assaulted them? Like, yep. like saying that it's not the fault of the assaulter, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fault of the person who was abused in that circumstance, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that I, I, he defended Harvey Weinstein at some point as well, which is like, uh, very much a no go. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, like he, he's in addition to like being close to, to other far right, uh, talking heads. Um, he's, he's said a number of things that have been deeply misogynistic and then also has gone on to like run his own like sex ring basically. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it also is worth pointing out that while he kind of fits in this wave of far-right extremist influencer, um, a few of the points he said have been more left-leaning. Like, mm-hmm. So he actually had an entire rant about, like, the futility of a boss and, like, working, you know, like, working in uh, in an industry and yeah. being a worker and, and being exploited by your boss is completely worthless and you should, you know, avoid that and you should be your own boss. Like, that's a little bit right talking point, but it also has a leftist Marxist kind of perspective too. Sure. He basically will say whatever is going to appeal to his demographic, which is men who are, you know, existing in some of the difficulties of the United States. And it's not just men that are dealing with difficulties right now. It's nope. Everyone, and I think men in, in, in a lot of circumstances have it the easiest, but yet they're all affected. Mm-hmm. So he, men who are you know, maybe a little bit more lonely have a hard time connecting with other men, connecting with members of the opposite gender or of other genders. Mm-hmm. And like men who feel lonely and isolated, he really, that's his target. He audience. draws them in. And yeah. he's, you know, he has this lifestyle and says, look at all these things. I have women at my beck and call, women doing whatever, and I'm making a fortune off of women. Is, and isn't it great that I can just objectify them and get whatever I want? Like, yeah, that's his I mean, whole platform. Uh, that's his yeah. whole platform. So don't mistake. It's so um, fake. And that's a lot of what we've covered so far is all stuff that's legal. <laughs> it's just yeah, stupid. That's, it's, just, it's just immoral. So, <laughs> you know? so I'm not saying Andrew Tate is like a, um, you know, a bad person or someone you shouldn't listen to just because he's a criminal, which we'll get to. Um, but he's also a bad person, even if he wasn't convicted and going to prison, most likely for sex trafficking, which we'll get to, uh, his entire platform is based on, uh, viewing other people as objects and it's some of the most narcissistic and out of touch with reality perspective you could imagine. Mm -hmm. So people start talking about, well, and he's not really that bad. He's just a rich dude. Oh, you just hate him because he has stuff and he succeeds he says things, he makes life sound so, so simple, and he says things um, in a time where we're burdened by insane student debt, by you know a really plummeting economy, where we're struggling with all these things. Disillusionment with the political system, right? Yep. Like, like, he cuts right real through issues. It. Yeah, right? he cuts yeah. right through it, and he says, man, yeah. F college, you know? And <laughs> F all these women that are, you know, these, all these feminists that are yep. you know, treating you this way or that way. As a man, you need to claim what's yours. You don't need to go to college. And he, you know, he, and all that. And that's where he kind of created this major brand that mm-hmm. is his kind of, um, like, it's been one of his money making cash cows once he got more of a household name. And that's yep. Hustlers University. So, yeah, I've heard of that. He started Hustlers University. It's kind of this pay to, pay to subscribe online program where he walks you through how to be a top G, how to be a hustler, <laughs> how to make money in all these different revenue streams. So, it's stuff like drop shipping, which is yep. like, <laughs> Buying a bunch of things cheap online and then reselling them reselling to make yourself it. a fortune. It's yeah. supposed to be this passive income, which like, and a lot of times it's really not. But no, you're wasting a lot of your own money too. But yeah. you know, you pay $75 a month to join, I don't know, it might be more than that, to join this Hustlers University and you get these webinars and the amount of people, I don't remember the exact numbers, but the amount of people in this program, it's pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, because he's from the UK and the United States, he has influence nationwide. Like he's huge in the United States, but... Tons of people in the UK, people in the he, Middle East. He has about 100,000 paying subscribers who pay per month. Yeah, which is who pay crazy. What, I, I think like 50 bucks a month or something. Yeah, that's, to be a part of Hustlers University. Yeah. So, and that's he also talked about the, that's where he like laid out. He's also very into cryptocurrency, by the way. So That like, was a whole other, yeah. Which is like, money it's, it's a real thing, but like a lot of people jump into it as just like a scam to make quick money. It's just, you know, the way, any, any new way you can scam people into investing in you yep. and you're going to tell them how to make money 
even though it's it's not really possible to make a lot of money the way that you're saying it is. And yeah. yeah, it's or you know you some people use. have made a lot of money, but it's one in a million that actually do, and so then sure, that exactly. one in a million is heralded as look, anyone can make money with crypto. And they also have a strong safety net of having wealthy family or yeah. or you know healthy social standing, right? And like, even so. since then, the crypto industry has. Imploded, it's, it's tanked, and it, yeah, it's, it's much less of a possible a viable thing because we were learned that yeah. a lot of it was fake. But that's a whole other conversation. Anyway, uh, all right. So where so, where are we? So we are with so Andrew Tate. You know, he's building his personal brand. Mm-hmm. He's becoming more of a household name. He's explaining people how to exploit women. At this point, he's living in the UK, and this yeah. is you know like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's where it gets it takes a, a turn for much the worse. Um, and it's not just in those years, but I think it's even from 2012 until the present day. <clears throat> what we've learned now is that there are several women that, you know, Andrew got involved with, whether his intention was to have them be a part of his cam business. I think some of them eventually were, others weren't, but people that he was, his working his lover boy method on mm-hmm. that he, um, yeah, straight up sexually assaulted. Like, that's something that he did. Mm-hmm. There's voice memos. I've heard the voice memos of him uh, telling. So he actually directly says uh, to a woman, he says, he asks her in, in a voice memo he was sending to her, is it bad that the less you wanted it, the more I did? Uh, and at uh, one point, that's, oh, it's that's really icky. bad. That's it's just really like, bad. Um, and mm. at one point he was, um, you know, becoming, you know, things were romantically escalating with a woman mm-hmm. and she asked him to stop and she said no. And he kind of got frustrated and was sitting on the edge of the bed and was silent. And she said, what's the matter? And he said straight up, um, I'm just thinking of whether or not I should rape you right now. That's words that have come out of his mouth in, those, <laughs> in the situations. Um, he's also, you know, choked women against their will. Um, and given severe injuries <laughs> to women, yeah. you know, in, in these situations. Um, and he's forced himself on women that didn't want it. And like there are, so it started with, you know, one person, one really brave person coming forward and say, Hey, this was, ha- this is what happened in the UK. Yeah. And then other women started coming forward and say, Hey, that also happened to me. That also happened to me. And, um, as that happened in August of 2022, he was arrested by the police in England, uh, and uh, detained for a day because there had been several tips to both his domestic abuse and women against to the will, fact that right? he was yeah. trafficking women. Yeah. So here's the thing, you know, having someone that you're romantically involved with that you have been involved in a cam business is not inherently illegal, but it becomes illegal and it becomes human trafficking whenever uh, that woman is trapped by you constricting economic resources or other resources yeah. where they would, if they become trapped in that situation against their will and you are using something like housing, econ- you know, economic viability or, you know, physical threats, threats of violence sure. um, against that person and forcing them to do sex acts against their will. That is human trafficking period. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Legally by every sense of the definition. So, um, you know, if people want to get online and be like, well, you know, he just did a cam business. That was, that's not human trafficking. The way he was doing it, it absolutely it was. was. Yeah. It absolutely was. Um, and so, so he, yes. He's detained by the UK police. For a day. For one day. And okay. Tucker Carlson on Fox News uh-huh. uh, did a story and interviewed him and asked him what was going on and gave him a chance to plead his case and say, hey, actually, they were mistaken and they were just looking into some stuff, but they let me go the same day. I'm innocent. I'm free. Wow. So... <laughs> Also, uh, you know, it's not just Fox. Fox News has given him a ton of time to talk about his lover boy method, sure. to talk about all this. But also someone like Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan didn't... Like, the 24 hours news cycle has blown onto up him. this guy's yeah. uh, footprint online and given him opportunity after opportunity to say whatever he wants, even when sites like YouTube and TikTok are taking him down, well, his fans will create compilations of his content and repost it, and those get well, and billions it's, of it's views. It's cyclical, right? So, like, these, these news shows want to have him on because, oh, look at how many followers he has. Look at how often the things he's saying is in the news. Mm-hmm. So we want to have him on. And then, oh, well, look at how often he's on the shows. Oh, he must be legit. Oh, I'm going to listen to him more. Oh, I'm going to increase mm-hmm. his viewership. Right? So it's just like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a really dangerous downward spiral of like constant attention, constant, constantly being in the news. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if he's saying something bad. Any news is good news for this kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Oh, mm-hmm. man. And he's only being detained for a day, so clearly he's getting away with it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And he was able to say, oh, that wasn't a thing. So that was August of 2022. Um, so you have, you know, several of these women's accounts floating out there. You have the UK authorities looking into him. So then he says um, that he, um, according to him, well, you know, the laws and the authorities in UK were getting too woke for me. So he moved, he and his brother moved to Romania. Because he said, the way I do my business, Romania, the Romanian authorities and the uh, Romanian laws are a little bit more open-ended, and so I have more freedom there. So I just couldn't deal with the wokeness of the UK. What that actually meant is the UK was uh, looking into charging him for sexual assault sure. and for um, uh, assault, abuse, and you know for sex trafficking. And yeah. him getting detained was kind of his last warning. So he moved to Romania... And that's where he has been. Actually, I, I have a direct quote from him at this time. So at, as like commenting on his decision to move, yep. um, he said the uh, the prospect of avoiding rape charges more easily was, quote, probably 40 percent of the reason for moving, which is like that's a that's an oddly specific number. Um, and then he said, video. quote, I'm not an effing rapist, but I like the idea of just being able to do what I want. I like being free. You know, the whole, I like being able to do what I want thing out of context, sure, whatever, everyone sort of likes that to a certain degree. But, yeah. like, within the context of, oh, I'm defending myself from accusations of, of rape and sexual assault, yeah, and I really just like to do what I want. Like, that's, it's just so nasty. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, and, and, and he knows exactly what he's doing when he says something like that, right? Yep. And all his fans are going to be like, yeah, he's so, like, he's so right. He's really trolling them with that. Yep. And it's just... It's just juvenile, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, and you know, you can argue with like the Piers Morgan example. Like, yeah, but Piers Morgan was like mean and like was, you know, questioning him. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the posture of the particular journalist or news channel. The twenty-four hour news cycle, the influencer generation, the all of that is, are the tools that have created this monster of Andrew yeah. Tate that is now influencing and poisoning the minds of an entire generation, and that's. If anything, that's an understatement. Yeah. Like, I really wish, like, that's the thing. I heard about this guy. I, I had read, you know, lots of stories. I'd seen lots of clips. But in my, in, the, in my mind, I thought I understood that, okay, this is just another one of those talking heads, mm-hmm. like an Alex Jones, that he's in his corner of the internet, he's got his loyal followers, and, but, but I, like I said, I, it wasn't until I realized how deep and wide this guy's influences that I'm actually now really scared for people like people that are in high school right now. This is the guy that they're looking up to in yep. hip hop in uh, you know, sports in politics, anything. Um, and then you get a little bit into, uh, so, so talking about more recently, this is a few weeks ago. Yep. Well, even I, sorry, I've got a, I've got a couple more things I can add in yeah, here, yeah, yeah, just please. kind of connecting into it. So, so this is August of 2022. He's, he's moved to central Europe at this point. I think his brother also moved with him. Yeah, he did. They've got like a weirdly fortified compound. It looks like a, like a, like a military compound almost yep. like with personal security and stuff. Um, so at this point, Finally, something happens that makes the news that actually hurts him. It's not just negative news coverage, um, but the financial processing company that was processing subscriptions for his Hustlers University mm-hmm. announced that they're no longer going to process any of those subscriptions. They're no mm-hmm. longer going to allow those those payments to go through those monthly those one hundred thousand people who are paying him every month for yeah. these these webinars. Um, so suddenly he's losing fifty thousand dollars a month in revenue, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then he. Uh, this is an interesting thing to me. The next month, in well, uh, two months later in October. So this last October, mm-hmm. um, he was he was in uh, Dubai, I think, the UAE. Mm-hmm. Um, he there was a video that went viral of him praying at a mosque, mm-hmm. um, and then he announced later that he um, has converted to Islam. He posted on a on a, a small social media site. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, he was raised Christian. I think both of his parents were His brother Christian. is currently Christian. His brother is currently Christian. So he's announced now that he is converted to Islam. I'm not going to pass any judgment on whether I, like, believe that or not. There's no way to know that. Um, yeah. But but if everything else in his life is an indicator, like, what else is it other than just another scam thing? Yeah. Um, and then in November, the next month... Um, after Elon Musk buys and takes over Twitter, he's reinstated on Twitter. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and 
Elon calls him his good friend. Welcome back to Twitter. Um, so now he is back on social media. Um, he uh, is losing money. He's now converted to Islam, uh, yeah, maybe probably. just to get more content passed. Um, and uh, and then he has this thing that happens on Twitter. Do well, you know okay, pause there. <laughs> yeah. Pause there. But thank you. That's helpful context. So that's going up to December yeah. 2022, just recently. Um, but I do want to pause because with the whole UK situation, right, he moved from the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that's worth pointing out is as the women who he abused yeah. and assaulted uh, came forward and shared the voice memos, the text messages, the yeah. evidence uh, that he talked about, you know, wanting to rape them, abusing them and enjoying it and all of that um, as they put that forward. So even though the UK, um, you know, uh, arrested him for one day and kind of, you know, tightened the reins a little bit. Mm-hmm. The UK um, authorities actually did not convict him, and they actually encouraged really? those women to not bring their stories forward, and they told those women, hey, uh, the odds of it actually getting conviction, there's a little bit of a doubt because it's kind of a he said, she said, even though there was multiple verifiable cases oh, with evidence. And the women were telling the authorities, no, like, we have evidence, there's multiple of us, and the authorities, even though they had enough evidence to have a really good case and to bring it to court... They told the women that they w- that they wouldn't, huh. and they told them, "Nope, th- there's enough of a doubt that you probably won't win." And it's so hard on women when they bring these things forward. So I don't think you want to deal with that. So we're not going to do it. So even if he would have stayed in the UK, he probably he, would have been fine because been fine. the police covered for him. Period. That's. I mean, that's like wow. That's I'm true. not gonna. Well, I can't comment on that. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I do that to say, remember, we're talking a lot about this guy, Andrew Tate. And I really, like I said, don't want to bring more attention to him, but it's more that he's leaving a trail of um, abuse and, uh, yeah, he's he's hurting people's lives. And it's worth, yeah. it's worth pointing out that there are women who were brave enough to come forward and the way that they were treated by the authorities. It wasn't even Andrew Tate's, you know, responses to their uh, accusations, but it's even the authorities were willing to back up this guy. Um, because they they say, well, there's enough, you know, he seems he seems like he's telling the truth, and there's enough of a shadow of a doubt here that we really don't feel like, and so, yeah, that's worth mentioning. And I think, um, I think with what's happened more recently, uh, it's not like perfect justice, and there's still a lot of serious injustice that he has done against yeah. these women, especially and probably more unnamed women, um, and m- maybe we may never know the amount of number number of people and women that he's harmed. Mm-hmm. But like for those that did come forward, even if it didn't happen in their country because their country wasn't willing to prosecute, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of there's a small bit of justice that is happening in another country. So, yes, going back to more recently, um, Andrew Tate started you know it started being a big Twitter thing because he was popping off against uh, young climate activist, 19 year old Greta Thunberg. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I don't really want to get into all of that because it's kind of funny, but it doesn't really like help the narrative or help us understand. I mean, if you want to look that up, it's, it's kind of a funny interchange that happened and all of that. But, um, uh, essentially what happened is as he's in Romania, um, you know, he kind of goes back to his business as usual. He's let back onto Twitter. I think he's been since banned again, but you know, Elon Musk threw him back on. Yeah, who knows? And, um, replatformed and... Apparently, this whole time, from the moment he moved to Romania, the Romanian authorities were building a case against him and bringing up charges okay. of sex trafficking. So he moved to this place where he thought no cases would be brought against him. Yep. And they were like, ah, that's not quite what's going to happen. Yep. Okay. So then he starts very publicly... Actually, no. It is confirmed he was on Twitter because he was tweeting against Greta Thunberg. Like, he was. Around yeah, New yeah, Year's. Yeah, around New Year's. Yeah, um, it was It was December 28th, I remember. Yeah, so yeah. as recent as that. And then the next day he was detained. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, I and I won't dive into the specifics, but he, like, he made a little joke at her. She made a, a like, joke back that went way more, like, 100 times more viral than his did. Yeah. Everyone was making fun of him. He got, like, pretty publicly, like, upset by it, which is, yeah. like, the number one thing you're not supposed to do when talking smack on the internet. Especially you're not, to a 19 You're not supposed to show that you're upset by what they said, right? So then he had this whole thing where, like, he, he posted a video of him in a dressing gown smoking a cigar saying, yeah. like, oh, no, I'm not upset. You're upset. And, and all of these internet bots are coming after me and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So, like... I don't know. Like he he was there. Like that that was part of the story. Where like oh yeah. everyone kind of remembered that he existed. I think yeah. for a minute, for a brief moment, they remembered. Um, 
And then... Uh, yeah, and related yeah. to that, you know, there's kind of this conjecture back and forth. I think it was more of a meme, and it's something we wanted to be true because it would have been hilarious. I don't think it was actually as true as we thought it was, but the story as it was happening, the day after he posted that video of him smoking the cigar, you know, he had a pizza box Yeah. for a Romanian pizza chain that's only in a couple cities in Romania, and... Uh, you know, the next day he was arrested by Romanian authorities and detained for up to a month, which as of right now, recording this podcast, he's still being detained in that month span as charges are continuing to be filed against him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, um, the story was that the authorities that were building a case against him knew that he was still in the country because he posted a video with a pizza box that you can only get in Romania. And so if they were unsure that he was in the country, they had confirmation that he was. You know, at first it was originally put out there as like, oh yeah, Greta Thunberg doxed yeah. him, no, and I that's think, what arrested him. Yeah. That's probably not what really happened. <clears throat> but to think that um, Greta Thunberg making fun of his dick size <laughs> is something that maybe <laughs> oh, had a boy. small piece yeah. of him getting arrested I would is love like that. pretty yeah. funny, let's yeah. be honest. Um. But yeah, so he was arrested. So here's where, just as a personal note, something that was kind of alarming to me. Uh, D- December 29th was the day he was arrested. The 29th, yeah. yeah. They'd so, been investigating since April. So this yeah, was not so like... it was a long... It didn't case. happen because of the tweet. It wasn't just whatever. the pizza box yeah. or the tweet. Yeah. That was originally kind of yeah. shared, but um, still a they, funny thought. Uh, specifically, there were six women that they found yep. at the compound that they raided um, who, who claimed that they've been sexually exploited against their will, Mm -hmm. uh, for creating online internet pornography. Mm -hmm. Um, he's been arrested on accusation of human trafficking, rape, and, uh, forming an organized crime group. So those are, they, it sounds pretty serious. It's not, uh, it's very serious (laughs) and he will likely face prison time. Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy part of all this is like, He's still tweeting, by the way. I just checked. Like oh my god! Thirty minutes ago, he posted wow. something. Yeah, but he is—he um, <laughs> has said what his method was from the beginning. Yeah, like he's been putting out openly on the internet to impress, you know, impressionable young men mm-hmm. and women and other people. Um, he has been putting out there for years now exactly what his method is, and he's done it in this braggadocious way. Because he really thought that it would never catch up to him. And the fact that he made it this long is really a shame of the criminal justice system yeah. of multiple countries. Yeah. Like, but he has been clear from the beginning of how he manipulates, how he um, abuses, and how he uh, you know, subjugates women to his will so that he can exploit them sexually and for his own financial gain. Yeah. And he's been doing that. And that's how he's made his fortune. So um, I just want to, yeah, put a little pin in, in all of this just to say Andrew Tate is not <laughs> he's not just a controversial figure that maybe nope. your 12 year old is interested in listening to or like some of his TikToks this man is a rapist and a human trafficker and it's to me it is really, really hard to wrap my mind around. We talked about all the QAnon stuff and the cult of personality that formed around Donald Trump with the entire idea that a lot of people who have even been elected to our Congress believe yep. Yep. that all of the Democrats and elites in Hollywood are secretly pedophiles and they're yeah. trafficking <laughs> children, right? Right? Yep. yep. That's, that, that's, that's, a, that's a platform that helped get Donald Trump elected and helped the Capitol riot that happened yeah. and has helped so many other things of far-right fringe policy and elections that have happened yeah. and acts of violence in this country. Yeah. That's a verifiable fact, right? Yep. Those same people, your Tucker Carlson, your Jordan B. Peterson, your Alex Jones, mm-hmm. your Candace Owens, those same people have gone to bat for Andrew Tate. Yeah. Over the last who, few months, who is now arrested? Who is for a verified exact same thing sex trafficker? Yeah, yeah. Oh, who man. has trafficked women of all ages, both yep. above and under age? Yep. Yeah, I mean, good. Like, in what world are if you? I'm just telling you this right now. Yeah. If you or anyone you know, it sounds like an infomercial. If you <laughs> or anyone you love has been affected, if you or anyone you know is going to bat for this guy, look at the facts. There is no space or room for a conversation or an argument here. Period. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah. want anyone listening to this to be armed with the facts. Well, and I think like especially like 
I don't know, like for parents of young teenagers or for, for mm-hmm. kids who are like getting really invested in this guy and trying to figure this out, I think this is a good learning moment for them to teach about things like um, internet safety, mm-hmm. first of all, to teach about uh, uh, maybe you need to be questioning things you see online. Think think a little more critically about, uh, well, why why does this person say these things? Well, what does that really mean? Um, why, why do you think he is trying to target people that are so much younger than him to give him money? Like, Mm -hmm. like things like that. Um, because like, yes, it is, it is one thing when you have a full grown adult who's supporting this guy and it tells you a lot about what they believe, Mm -hmm. um, or what they've been led to believe. But when you have kids, this is, I I think that's what's so harmful is because they're being raised top audience. His His top audience is, is underage boys. Um, uh, who think that what he's doing is cool and think that right? what he says is and cool. like, like that, that can be so harmful, not just in the future, but, but now as well uh, with a new generation, mm-hmm. like growing up, um, they, they have to have positive, healthy role models. And if this is the first guy they look to when they think of what does it mean to be a man? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really worried by that. Right. Because yeah. this is, this is, this guy is as far away as I would possibly think of when I wanted to think of like, who should I look up to as a positive male role model? Right. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, be, be careful with that. Like keep an eye out for that. Uh, we have, yeah. We have a couple friends who are teachers, both of us do, mm-hmm. um, and it is like from every single person I know who is who is a, a middle school people, or high yeah. school teacher, um, it's like, oh yeah, they they're all obsessed with Andrew Tate. Oh, I'll I'll hear something absolutely insane in in the hallway one day, and I'll ask mm-hmm. them where they heard that, and they said, well, you know, Andrew Tate said it in a video that I watched or mm-hmm. something, right? And it's like, I mean, they're kids, right? They're impressionable. They're they're gonna latch on to things that yeah. are crazy sounding, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're testing the limits of what's acceptable. And that's all normal, but uh, what's not healthy is is allowing that to grow, right? Yep. You, you need to be able to be careful with that. So yeah, I mean, kudos to the Romanian authorities. It seems like they're guess, taking it yeah. seriously. Um, yep. I I hope something you know legal comes out of it. Um, mm-hmm. But but I mean, shame on the rest of us for letting it get this far as well. You know. Yep. Yeah. Shame yeah. on us. Yeah. For. Um, and I think it's, it's lot, it's like I said, it's lots of people, it's lots of perspectives. It's not, you know, it's both like those of us like me that would kind of laugh at this and maybe even put it out there as like, wow, this guy is crazy, sure. right? But we're still giving him clicks. We're still yeah. giving him a platform and he has used yeah, that exactly. platform to do terrible things to people. And that's not, that's not an arguing point. Um, and also, I mean, as a, um, somewhat like personal note or thought, I mean, I, um, you know, some of my most, uh, I don't even know, like some of my most deeply impactful and uh, perspective changing experiences mm-hmm. I've had have been the times that I've worked uh, with nonprofits that work with women who are being trafficked or abused by yeah. an industry like this, by a person yeah. like Andrew Tate. Mm-hmm. I have met a five-year-old who was rescued from human trafficking, a five-year-old and like that, I will never unhear that. I will never unsee that. I will never unfeel that. And that's something that has been on my heart and has been like, you know, deep and heavy on me before, you know, there was all the talk about Pizzagate and Hillary Clinton and like Democrats and QAnon mm-hmm. and Trump. Before mm-hmm. all of that, mm-hmm. this is something that, you know, I've, I've had the privilege and the opportunity to learn about and to learn, you know, how we can be a part of making a difference. And so- yeah. When I see, I mean, wow. I have a friend that I went to college with who has been tweeting nonstop, worried about Top G, is he okay? Is he put in prison? Like, and being really concerned about the safety and well being of Andrew Tate. Yeah. Because for whatever, you know, whatever this person I know's view of masculinity has become since we left college, like, that's it. Yeah. And so it's like I, I personally know people who are, you know, invested in this man's life and view him as a role model, as someone that's inspiring to them. And I'm here to tell you, uh, no, like that's just not, just don't, not acceptable. Yeah, no. And so that's what I, yeah, the whole point of this episode and bringing him up, I hope we never have to talk about this guy again. I hope that, um, nope. you know, the women probably that, won't. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the women that have been impacted by him, I hope they get as much possible peace and justice as they can yeah. in this mortal coil and I hope that he is removed from every possible platform and position of influence. And the mm-hmm. people that he's influenced, I hope that they can see, you know, the light, so to speak, yeah. and see yeah, a I, way I, out of this. I really hope so. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, it's kind of a heavier topic, but it's also, 
it's just like so wacky. Like what a wacky time we're in that. This is the guy. This is the guy who's trending higher than the president of the United States. Yeah. Like I what? Uh, former or current. Like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what like that's the world we live in. But yeah. I just yeah, I wanted to put that out there because since I've been subjected to so much of it and it's made me so angry. <laughs> so you're making us suffer too, is that that's what Absolutely. you're Absolutely. <laughs> but with a purpose. Suffering with yeah. a purpose, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. That is kind of the overview. Yeah, thanks for joining us here at the dinner table. Uh uh tune tune in next time. Uh, where maybe we'll talk about a, a less horrible person or maybe. event. Or, there's always a chance. Uh, there's always a chance <laughs> it'll get worse, but I hope not. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Yes. Have a good night. To never talk about this again. Hopefully.